0: Hey, all. Welcome to Let's Have the Conversation. So today, I was completely and utterly thrown by last night's events in Atlanta, Georgia, in which a young man was arrested for reckless conduct, And on him, in his possession, and on his body, he had two long guns and three handguns, I believe. And he was inside of the Publix at Atlantic Station. So presumably, you know, this was a white man about to have a mass shooting. And everybody was up in arms. And my argument at the time was we have got to really be mindful of emotions crossing over into legality and how it allows, you know, our personal rights to be infringed upon. Come to find out the young man is a 22 year old black man. And that was exactly my point. Gun control inadvertently affects black people more harshly. So everybody may be like, oh no, this is absolutely awful awful, awful, awful. We've had so many mass murders. People can't walk around with guns and all of these emotional statements. And you are absolutely allowed to feel emotional. You are absolutely allowed to feel scared. But what we are not allowed to do is allow those emotions to guide political fodder and laws that really do infringe upon your own rights. So let's start from the beginning here and paint a picture. He's in Atlantic Station. Atlantic Station is a huge live-work- play place. There's Old Navy and Nordstrom and a huge movie theater. There are people's condominiums, California Pizza Kitchen. There are Ikea's right around there and adjacent to, uh, they hold public festivals um, in the back area of it. This is just like an absolutely huge live work play space. Why am I mentioning that? Because some of this is Why would you walk into a Publix like that? Obviously, you know, you have bad intents. And then the issue comes in is how those emotions get played out legally on Black bodies. There's no way to measure intent. So though this man was, and I say young man, I should say, because he's 22 years old. He's a child in my eyes. I have a child older than him. So for me, very much a child. He is in Publix. He legally owns his weapons, legally is allowed to carry because he has a carry permit and long guns in Georgia gun law don't need a carry permit. So he is lawfully carrying his handguns, lawfully carrying his long guns, goes into publics, steps out of publics, and is arrested because of a concerned citizen. I questioned the arrest, to be quite honest, because once he stepped out of the establishment, he was no longer committing any level of a crime as it's public's private policy to not allow guns. I am unsure if that sign is on their door, but uh, upon looking into it in 2019, this was absolutely a statement that they put out. I do not know if those uh, signs are on the door for him to have known that at the moment or how aware or if they are there, how aware a person would be of that. So I digress. So at that point in time, he's arrested for reckless conduct, which is fair because you have violated a private business policy. I'm here for it. Reckless conduct is uh, up to 12 months in jail or a $1,000 fine. To be quite honest, in my opinion, he should have been asked to show his weapons carry license when he shown it. He should have received a ticket to show up and pay his fine for violating public's policy. I question the arrest because if he's outside, who's to say he was ever inside until they do some investigation, but they didn't. They arrested him on site for reckless conduct. So I can't do anything about that. He's there. Now, this young man of 22 years of age is facing five felony counts of intent to commit a crime. And when you have a crime such as intent, that makes your weapons that were once legal a moment ago, illegal now. So five felony counts of gun possession. So this young man of 22 years of age is facing five felonies, which could easily mean his lifetime. There are proven statistics in regard to how Black boys, men, women, girls, people are treated much more harsh under these laws. So now let's go back to painting the picture. Atlantic Station is a public play, work, live space. In there, and adjacent to, and or adjacent to, is a lovely gun range. And they are like state-of-the-art, Chick-fil-A serving. It's the Disney World of shooting range. And not many shooting ranges are equipped for long guns, rifles, AR-15s, anything that you cannot carry in your hand is a long gun. So they have state-of-the-art abilities and technology for you to do your training, which is what you should do if you're a responsible gun owner, and they are located in that area. Why is that important to say? Well, for me, it's important to say because when you ask yourself the question, why would this man have all of this weaponry, this artillery, this, this, this military-grade weaponry, all of these interesting and colorful descriptions of long guns and handguns, which is just the simplest way of doing it, Um, you need a reason, right? I kind of like to go back to very simple things. So third grade reporting asks us who, what, why, where, when, how, all of that stuff, right? So who do we have here? This is a potential situation, right? Because we don't have all of the facts. What we do have is um, an over-emotional public and an overzealous political nightmare. Um, Considering two days ago now the president himself was seeking no knock seizure warrants. (laughs) I'm really concerned about the president precedents that this will set. So anyway, why is this important? We have this young man who could potentially be leaving this really amazing gun range that allows his long guns and his practice and training of how to use and operate his weapons, you know, safely. And let's just say he's driving and he's leaving and he's like, damn, I got to go to the bathroom. So he stops, parks, he goes into the bathroom. A concerned customer sees him and is like, hey, there's a guy in the bathroom and he has one of those weapons of mass destruction, which is what they call AR-15s, and you need to call the police. The young man with his long guns and handguns uses the restroom, walks out of public, Publix, and is arrested. So, I'm trying to understand the intent here. On what? He wasn't walking around. Of course, they threw in for sprinkles a suspicious package, um, but we have not heard anything uh, with specificity in regard to that. And I would dare to say that someone who is um, carrying five different weapons. Um, not to mention a knife uh, and wearing body armor wouldn't need to plant a bomb, but that's just me. (laughs) So anyway, moving along from there, um, what is the intent and what does this mean to the everyday person, the everyday weapons carrier? Well, this means if you look like you may be able to be in a commission of a crime. Apparently you could be stopped and charged with felonies. Why is this more dangerous for black people? I mean, if I have to answer that, then maybe you're just not paying attention to the history of America, but I'm going to go for it. Black people, we are arrested, murdered, um, at higher rates in regards to crimes, you know, um, in any area, our, it's like seven times more likely in many things. So this is why this is dangerous. What I'm more concerned about is how we are not seeing white America and white men in particular. Honestly, I'm really wondering where they are in this. And where's the NRA when a lawful gun owner can be picked out because he had to go to the bathroom with his legally carried weapons and is now facing felony gun charges. How is this fair? Who does this serve? And how damaging is it? When you pair that with a president trying to get no-knock seizure warrants, this is not safe for any of us. And solidarity is absolutely needed. You know, this is where it comes down to Black Lives Matter and why Black Lives Matter. It's really a simple concept. It's not to say all lives don't matter. Obviously, all lives matter. That's humanity. Why Black Lives Matter is because as far as legal protections and humanity, we are seen as the very least within society. And I'm not a fan of opp- oppression Olympics, but I am just stating facts and historical truths and current truths. And when you have a life so blatantly forgotten, so blatantly pushed aside, so blatantly forgotten and tossed away, it sets the bar and the precedence for all life. Because what they could do to one, they could do to all. And the more we allow people Uh, and the government to overreach in these sorts of ways and governments to use our fear against us instead of educating ourselves, we wind up in a space of this divide where we're not looking at each other as humans in solidarity, where we're not turning around and saying, hey, this man should never have seen the inside of a jail cell as far as I'm concerned and definitely shouldn't be facing five felonies at this point in time, at such a young age, being lawful. Why that should matter to white men is because if they'll come for ours, they'll come for yours. And while you sit down and quietly wait to see when it will happen and get ready for your armed militia uprising, then what? What's gonna happen? Who's going to protect you? Like, if we band together, together, together as the people, as we the people, we are much more effective at standing up against an overreaching government because that is what we are facing here as a whole, as a country, an overreaching government. And the precedence and the bar is set at Black lives because what they have done to us they can do to everyone else. And the only thing that they, has you thinking as white people that you won't is a white supremacist system. Like, oh no, how could this happen? This is our system. But mm, no, because nobody hates poor white people more than white people. The system protects you only as long as you are willing to align yourself with that system. When you decide to break free from that system and align yourself in solidarity with the other people, with the disenfranchised people, with the marginalized people, you are then wielding the little power that you have within this white supremacist system to actually make a difference, to actually break free, and to actually gain the masses. Let's not make mistakes in regard to policy. Black voices and Black votes matter. They push the needle every single time. If we were stood with in solidarity and saying, no, we need these things, we need these protections, because what they do to us, they could do to you, so much more would change. Let's think about through history world history. Because this idea of just what the hell happens in America is killing us. Because if I hear one more specialist or one more, I think you should read this American educator. America is a young baby country. Take a look around and see what happens when we have a disarmed people and an armed countryman. Well, not countrymen, but an armed government. It never turns out well for the people. And the people who will get that worse are Black people. As we can see with the young man who potentially left the shooting range and just had to take a piss and is now fighting for freedom because they want to charge him with five felonies and possession of guns he was legally able to have. It's like that quote, you know, first they came for whoever, what have you, I'm going to pull it up. And, you know, and then they came for us because we were so quiet. And that's why we have got to censor Black lives and what happens to Black lives. Like we cannot pretend that this is not an issue here. This man committed no crime, nothing, nothing whatsoever whatsoever. I really hope that he has an absolutely amazing defense attorney and they shred this crap to pieces because if this precedent is set, if we are now going to be law-abiding citizens having carry permits and can still be arrested and charged with felony counts of possession and intent, nobody is safe. Do not think that this will just be an isolated issue. Oh, well, he's black. So, you know, eh, that doesn't matter. They will come for yours too. They will be able to do so because you stood silent. So my biggest issue in question here is where the hell are the 2A, don't tread on me, come and take mine, NRA toting, white men rush to Capitol people at in defending this young man's lawful right to bear arms and carry them legally? Where are you at in the struggle? Where do you stand in solidarity? Are you so comfortable in your whiteness that you think it would never happen to you? Because your white president is out there trying to get no-knock warrants to seize your weapons. And you are silent, and that is a problem. If we do not stop these divides, these color lines, and get into true community, true solidarity, we will never break the system that has the power to oppress us all people without their weapons, and an armed government become slaves. Just take a look, breathe for a second, take some accountability that many ancestors of your own were slaveholders. Do you think that was because they were able to capture armed men or unarmed men? Do you think it's been a mistake that the only gun control that has come about in this country was to ensure that Black people didn't have access to guns? There is no mistake there. There is an absolute direct correlation with white supremacy and keeping and maintaining a status quo. If we do not break from these things, we will continue to go around in circles and never get free. We have got to get free. We need solidarity. We need community. And we need those voices just as loud, storming Gates energy. Don't tread on me philosophy. You know, all of those things, we need that for this young man. Because he is the face of what can happen in America. And if you stop and pause and look beyond that he's just a black guy and it can't be you. And recognize that he's a law abiding American who was just arrested for taking a piss in publics and is now facing five felonies you would see the problem too. That's all I have for now. So, you know, I'm going to sign off and I hope you sign in and follow for some more episodes. This is kind of what I'm doing. My entire goal is to make shifts happen, breaking down binaries and constructs to get to a place of true community and solidarity And I seek to do that one conversation at a time. So if you'd like to even join and have the conversation with me, um, this is basically going to be my platform for like my own conversational talk show. So inbox me, find me on IG at Shift Can Happen or at Selenite and Sage and inbox me. I'm banned from Facebook right now uh, for 30 days, so you cannot see me there, but you can inbox me at Desiree B. Stevens, and I would love to have the conversation with whoever is willing to actually seek shift-changing measures. Have a wonderful night.